0: Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilem talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three or buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat, the bard of buds, Ungayo Bilam.
1: Over the mic, and cue him. Hey, everyone. It's Ungayo Bilem thanking you yet again for spending 30 glorious minutes, really 26 minutes, and four minutes of commercials, 27 and a half glorious minutes with me right here on Rolling with Ungayo. Um, we're going to thank Cannabis Radio and Saturn Ranch and iTunes and Stitcher and you, as always, for listening. Today is Friday, the 19th of May 2017, I'm in Sacramento, uh, just home from a beautiful yet long road trip in Washington and getting ready for a comedy show. you know there's been a lot of different pop-up uh, like weed and comedy shows lately that I've got to be a chance uh, a part of. Um, and so we're gonna talk about that. but first, dessert or dessert first if you prefer, which is how we do it. You should always eat dessert first. You never know what shit might happen. Um, what did I have? I've had oh, I've had a, a few good things. So I was up in Washington. So on the way up to Washington, I started in Portland, and uh, there's a pie place. And usually, when it comes to pie, bipartisan pie or bipartisan cafe is my go-to spot in Portland. They have good pie and good coffee and strong Wi-Fi. So listen, if you can sit and eat pie while you work, eat pie while you work, <laughs> you'll have a pretty good time. Uh, but this time, a friend of mine took me to, let me see if I can get it right, Jean Loretta Jeans, Jeannie Loretta's, someplace, some, someplace on Division and 33rd. And uh, it reminded me, and, and I say this without, I don't really have a basis for saying it, but how has that ever stopped anyone in America from saying anything? So it reminded me of maybe like some sort of, um, little rural French place that you would sit in and eat your slice of pie out in the French countryside. Not that I've ever really been through the French countryside. I mean, a little bit back, you know, 20-something years ago when we really just drove down the freeway. We didn't really roll around in the hinterlands. But that's how it felt, so I'm going with that. And uh, I had the tart cherry pie, which was very good. I actually thought it could be a little more tart. Uh, but it wasn't too sweet, which was what I was looking for. And then uh, I didn't get the key lime, although that is my favorite of the pies. Uh, and there was another pie we had, but I can't remember. But it doesn't matter because the cherry, the cherry, the tart cherry pie was what I was there for. And then I also had a bunch of cupcakes. We've been talking about some cupcakes. There've been a lot of cupcakes. I did a, a show in. Uh, Bo Washington, which we will get to in a minute, and they made some delicious cupcakes. Just like a strawberry chocolate cupcake and a yellow cake cupcake. They were like old-school cake mix cupcakes, but made with love and care and joy and chocolate, and so you can't go wrong. And then I also had a little sweet potato tart, right, which is like a sweet potato pie, but uh, in a tart form. A small, a pilette, a paillette. That sounds weird. Uh, a mini pie a tiny pie <laughs> in in uh where in the hell was i i was in seattle i was in seattle cuz i had just come off the driving range and i had a little mini pie tartlet at this place whose name escapes me and uh, that was good as well and um, i felt like the the pie at the place in portland was very good although the crust could have been a little butterier butterier more Buttery. <laughs> you can't always ask people for more buttery because they bring out the weird ass plant, um, which is different than smoking the hash plant. So, there's dessert. Moving on. Okay, so like I said last week, we were up in we started in uh, Portland just to hang out with some homies for a minute, and then we rolled up to Seattle. We did the Comedy Nest. Uh, on the Tuesday night, which is a nice... It's like a showcase night, so the difference between an open mic and a showcase, if you're not a comedy aficionado or a regular goer to comedy shows, open mic is anybody can sign up. And, you know, shit, you pay your money, you take your chances. Some of these guys are going to be pretty interesting. Some of them are going to suck ass, and uh, some of them will be pretty good. But on a showcase, it's usually a more curated show, so the person putting together the show calls a few um, up-and-coming and maybe more established comics, and sometimes they have a more established comic come in and close out the night, which would be me. I'm somewhat established. <laughs> I think if I had a cornerstone in my comedy building, established, 1988. Yeah, so put that in your pipe and smoke, you fucking millennials. Or sorry, put that in your vape and vaporize it, because that's what millennials do, right, brah? Bruh. So uh, and the thing about the comedy that makes it so uh, different than a lot of other showcases is it's really geared toward inclusiveness and community. So they ask you to, to tone down on the racist jokes and the sexist jokes and the hate speech, which is not hard for me because most of my jokes are about weed and sex, which are all kind and loving and fun things. But a lot of people, you know, they like to do the comedy of meanness or the comedy of exclusion, which is not to say that it's not funny. I know. Some brilliantly funny racist comedians. <laughs> but they're even-handed. They're even right? If you hate everybody equally, you're not racist. You're just a hater. Uh, that's different than <laughs> hating some people inappropriately. So that was a fun time. We had a good time for that. Um, I think I ordered the deviled eggs. They were just okay. But the show itself at The Nest uh, was great. And it's in a cool spot in, in Seattle, which name's escaping right now. But they have a couple, of uh, three different performance venues. And then, okay, so doesn't th- matter. But that was fun. That was great. It was hanging out with everybody. Uh, big ups to Dewa for putting me on the show. And then the next day uh, was the Dope Show, which we did the Dope Show in Spokane before, right? You guys seen that um, in Spokane? Well, maybe you didn't see it, but you heard me talk about it. So it's my boy Tyler. He puts together the Dope Show. You go up, you do a set, and you go off and you get stoned. And then you come back and you do another set. Um, this one was in Bellevue, Washington. We had a good time. The crowd was a little smaller than I would have liked, but it's tough because apparently I got to Seattle on the only two days of spring. If you ever been to Seattle, you know how they go. Seattle's the only town where you want it to rain. If you have a show in Seattle, you want it to rain because then people will come out. If it's a nice, sunny, 72, beautiful fucking day like it was, oh my God, both those days, the Tuesday and the Wednesday in Seattle were in. Incredible, uh, But nobody's going to come to your show. Nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to come because they're all going to get off work and go drinking and go to the beach and take advantage. Uh, all I heard, all I heard for two days, uh, and, and, and I take advantage too. I went out and golfed two days in a row. Don't tell anybody. I'm self-employed, so don't tell my boss. But all I heard for those two days is, oh, my God, it's so nice. It's so fun. it's so finally, we got some decent weather, this rain, this winter, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. I'm like, you guys fucking live in Seattle. Don't front. Don't act like you're surprised. Don't act like Seattle isn't full of rain and gray sky and and seasonal affective disorder until at least June. But whatever. But whatever. We had a good time. Uh, And here's the thing. The show was in Bellevue, a uh, great comedy club, the parlor in Bellevue, the uh, great lineup, great staff, great layout, good sight lines. Um, I don't know how I feel about Bellevue. It's an interesting thing because this tour was definitely kind of like a small town suburb tour. I mean, I did, I did a Tuesday and a Sunday in Seattle. But other than that, it was like Bellevue, Olympia, Bellingham, and Bo washington which we will get to but uh the thing like i was driving around bellevue um and i bought some marijuana it was on sale 40 percent off i've never really bought weed on sale before so that was great i got a maui wowie and some cookies and cream and they were both pretty good although i feel like the maui wowie could have been cured a little better which is funny because their whole thing on the bag was 60 day cure process blah 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 but i still thought it tasted faintly of chlorophyll but it had nice effects the cookies and cream was was slightly better um but here's, here's what's up with Bellevue. So I get to Bellevue, and I got a couple of hours to kill, whatever, before the show, you know, self-employment. I did some work. And then I'm trying to figure out uh, what to do, what is there to do in Bellevue. And then it occurs to me there really isn't much. There's not. We'll talk about it. We're, we're running out of time, but I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on this for a minute. We'll come, out, we'll come back to it in a minute. Uh, we're going to pay some bills, do some commercials. We'll be back in just a couple minutes right here on Rolling with them, guy.
0: Rollin' with Dungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here.
1: For over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. You're welcome. Okay, we're back. We're back in Bellevue, right? We're doing the dope show in Bellevue with my homie Tyler, a bunch of other comics. But that's the thing. I was talking to my friends. Oh, first of all, so I broke a pipe, right? Which was sad. And I posted it on Twitter. You may have seen it. It was very sad. But then my friend gave me, he said he had an extra pipe. And so he just gave me a pipe right away. So I was without a pipe for like 15 minutes. And I know that seems like, you know, uh, I'm not like a. An addict or a junkie, or nothing, oh my God, where's my pipe? I have my pipe? I wasn't panicked or freaked out, but I just thought it was sweet that my homie gave me a pipe, and I've given people pipes before and been gifted pipes, and so that's just something I like about stoners is the generosity of spirit. Have a pipe i'm gonna if I ever open a head shop i'll have a need a pipe, take a pipe, have a pipe, leave a pipe. have <laughs> it as a feature in my social club. I think that would be pretty cool uh Really? I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, But anyway, back to Bellevue. I was talking to my friends, right? And I'm like, you know, here we are in Bellevue. uh, But what is there? What what does Bellevue have to recommend it? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you call your home and you're like, hey, man, I'm in Bellevue. And then they go, oh, bro, you got to go out to the. Right. To the mall to see the Chihuly. Is that what you gotta do? There's a Chihuly in the mall. I took a picture. It's on my Instagram. That was very nice. And, and other than that, that was it. it was like, you can go to Dai Tin Fung, but there's a Dai Tin Fung in Seattle, so you don't really have to drive out to uh, to to Bellevue to get your delicious Chinese <laughs> noodles on and your, and your dumplings. Well, that's just how it worked out. So, we did the show. We smoked some weed. We got the hell out of Bellevue. <laughs> gotta get the hell out of Bellevue. Um, and then so on the road again down to olympia the olympia Arts center a place called the the box you know the, the olympia center for the arts so they had like a little small performance venue maybe 150 125 people in there it was me jason wrestler and huck flynn and uh it was kind of funny because huck was just kicking it so he was the opening act i had just managed good luck into that gig so i'm the feature act and then jason wrestler who's the old salty road dog from way back check him out r-e-s-l-e-r very funny man i've known him for years and years uh if you live in a small town he's probably played it because we're similar in our road dog predilections i like to drive around and do shows anywhere and everywhere and so to see which is great this you know being a road dog is um when it comes to comedy not everybody can do it right because you're playing weird bar one day you're playing uh A bar in the middle of Idaho. The next day, you're playing the box in Olympia, which is a nice, fancy pants ass performance venue. The next day, you're playing the Kiwanis Hall. The next day, you're playing a bowling alley. So it's a lot of different things and people and and things to get used to when you're on stage and when you're performing. And so not everybody can do that. And it's also every night, right? You get up, you drive five hours to some small ass town, fucking bang out a show, and you get stoned and. Maybe you try to get laid. I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe you don't. And then you get up and you fucking driving in five more hours and you do another show. It's a whole different group of people, a whole different culture, a whole different attitude. So, man uh, respect. Man respect to all the cats still doing road dog comedy out there because it's harder than it used to be. But the interesting thing to me, and it may not be to you, but to me, the interesting thing was – usually when you do a comedy show, the opening act is the person with the least experience and the middle act has some experience and the headliners, the most experienced, but through some weird vagary of comedy, uh, I don't know, some sort of hole in the comedy space continuum. Uh, Huck Flynn was the opening act. Huck Flynn's been doing comedy longer than I've been doing comedy. I've been doing comedy almost 29 years and I'm the feature, right? 29 years of comedy. And then Jason Ressler, the kid, the rookie, who's only got twenty years of comedy experience under his belt, he's still getting the hang of it. <laughs> he was the headliner. Um, it just that's just how it went, but it was it was really funny. It was, that's just funny. It's I don't know if that's funny. I, I just different peculiar, peculiar is probably a better way to put it than funny. Um, and then we kicked it in Olympia met a couple kids saw a couple junkies um, the, the heroin problem doesn't seem to be too bad down there they're getting a handle on their math too which was nice uh, but downtown Olympia is cool man see when you talk about small towns right you talk about Bellevue not shit to do right it's all malls and steel and weirdly shaped skyscrapers and ostentatiousness well then when you get to downtown Olympia State capital it's all old buildings and and cute coffee shops and hippie restaurants and and dive bars and, you know, gothy kids and all that good shit. All the shit that makes a city a city. Um, so that was nice. That was super nice. It was good. It was good to kick it. So we got to hang out with Jason and Huck, smoke some weed, talk some shit, do some things, and then uh, on the road again. Although, yeah, I listened to it. You know what? I had this weird – I was listening to a lot of Willie Nelson. I think – oh, I know why. It was Willie Nelson's birthday last week. Happy birthday, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson has been – a, a mentor from afar, a strange mentor, right? I'm not really a country music fan. Uh, well, I mean, I like all music in, in general. As long as it's a good song. Willie Nelson writes great songs, by the way. He wrote your favorite Patsy Cline song and don't you forget it. He also wrote On the Road Again, which is a theme song for uh, gypsies and itinerant musicians and comedians everywhere, even when sung ironically. Uh, I guess that Willie Nelson song and that Bob Seeger song are kind of the yin and the yang of of touring musician songs, right? Because there's, you know, uh, the Willie on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I lead is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. That's very happy. He's looking forward to it. It's fucking jaunty, right? They come in on the happy bridge with the harmonies. On the road again. Like a band of gypsies we go down the highway. That's fantastic. And then you listen to Bob Seger, who's a you smoke the day's last cigarette, you think about your show. You know he's 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 a little more uh, a little more burnt out, a little more tired. Uh, probably because he's from Detroit, and that's that's what happens sometimes. You get a little burnt out <laughs> when you're from Detroit. Uh, you know he's like, there I am up on stage he's playing star again, right? Because it's a sham. It's all a sham. But and yet it's fun and entertaining and they pay you money. I don't know how I got uh, into that. Oh, because I was talking about listening to Willie Nelson and how, uh, as you know, as you get older, you try to find older people to to emulate and learn and to do what they do. One of the things I like about Willie Nelson is he's still – Willie Nelson, man, he's like 84 years old. Remember, he got arrested again like two years ago, three years ago. He had uh, – I think he had like half a pound of weed and a quarter ounce of mushrooms – on the tour bus, and the youngest person on the bus was $75, so of course Willie Nelson, $75, was 75 years old. (laughs) Right? The kid. Some young kid. We made him carry the drugs. He's only 75. Uh, So, listen, when I'm 75, I hope, or 85, or however, I think he was 83 at the time, 82 at the time, I hope that I still, I hope I don't get arrested. Hopefully this will all be legal by then. Uh, But I hope that I still have Enough moxie and wherewithal to have uh half a pound of weed and a few ounces of mushrooms, <laughs> oh my tour bus you gotta have goals man you gotta have goals role models goals, things like that so uh uh so the, we were in uh ah shit, I forgot what we were we were we driving about I was driving back from Olympia right and so then I drove up to Bellingham, which is on the Canadian border, pretty much, right? Now, back in the day, 20 something years ago, we used to do shows at the Elephant and Castle and the Bellisphere Mall. I actually stole a menu from there back in the 90s because it was perfect for rolling joints on. I probably still have it if I try to clean my room. Um, I'm not quite a hoarder, you understand, per se. More of like a, uh, not really a pack rat either. Uh, just kind of sentimental. You find a cute, thing. you find a souvenir, and I'm also cheap, right? And I also don't really like regular touristy. I'm not really trying to get like a. Oh, my parents went to San Francisco. All I got was this t shirt, t shirt. But um, I will keep my little golf scorecard for my random ass uh, golfing trips and uh, menus that are good for rolling joints on and weird, weird, these little tiny things. It's like, uh, it's like the coin. Cl- if you ever saw Throw Mama from the Train. And Daddy Vito's like, I'm going to show you my coin collection. And you think it's going to be all valuable coins. It's like, oh, this is a quarter that I found on the ground when my dad and I went to Coney Island. And here's a nickel that my grandma gave me right before she died or whatever. So they're, I mean, it's a coin collection, but they're not coins of value. They're just coins of times and mementos and tokens and memories, which is how I like to do things. Um, so we're up in, man, this podcast is going very fast today. I just I haven't even made it to Bo yet. We're in Bellingham. We're in Bellingham at my friend Stacy's house. He's got this beautiful old Victorian that he bought for crazy cheap in the 80s. And he's been slowly fixing it up. And uh, so we just did like a house party, right? And it was great, man. People came over. We smoked all the weed. We did all the dabs. We told a bunch of jokes. Chris Anderson uh, from Bellingham. She's very funny. Here's the thing that I like about the new comedy and the new technologies. Every town can have a small comedy scene, man. Towns you never imagined. McAllen fucking Texas has a great comedy scene. Bellingham Washington has a really good comedy scene. Like everybody, I mean, in one way, it's kind of weird because fucking everybody like everybody and their mother and their grandmother and their sister is a fucking comic which is weird because it kind of when everybody thinks they're funny uh, it kind of how do you say it? You, You kind of dilute the pool a little bit, Ryan, with comedy being such a – it's not a rare commodity anymore, right? It's easy to find. Um, So people don't always want to pay as much for it, which is a drag for cats who've worked 20 years to get paid for comedy. Uh, Anyway, that's just my own little little thing. Well, Bellingham was great. We went to the Leaf and Ladle. Uh, I had the giant chocolate chip cookie. I had a big old uh, halfway vegetarian chicken sandwich salad thing. It was fantastic. We stared out at the Big Bay, and then we drove. I'll come back. I'll come back. We're running out of time. But we I really want to talk about Bo because Bo Washington BOW was a great time. So we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about Bo Washington and where I'm going to be next and all that good shit right here just for you on Rolling with Ungayo.
0: Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here. Roland with Ungayo is back only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome.
1: All righty then, boom. Uh, 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 the music by our Harley White Junior Orchestra. The name of the song is Kung Fu Boogie. You can find it on the Cupcake CD, available on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever fine cannabis theme songs are sold. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna thank uh, Saturn Ranch. And cannabis, uh, cannabis, and cannabis Radio, of course, A Chameleon Glass using Guy0420 in the promo thing and get a discount. Follow me on the Twitter and the Instagram and all that good shit. Okay, anyway, we're moving on. Bo Washington was one of the highlights of the tour. So my homie, Adam, uh, also known as Handmade Glass, uh, I guess he could have been hand blown Glass, but that sounds dirtier. So he's Handmade. Because who doesn't want to be hand-blown? That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, He threw a fantastic event. It was called a Dinner Auction Benefit, or DAB Party, at this campsite on the tip of Samish Island. And really, I think the island is really more of an isthmus. I didn't really notice an actual bridge, more of a land bridge. But hey, you want to call it an island? Man, it's an island to me. It's one of those things. Like, if everybody agrees that's an island, even though technically it's an Isthmus, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to uh, misgeography this island, right? You know how people misgender other people. And let's talk about that for a minute, too. I'm going to ramble for a minute, but I give a fuck. Uh, if someone tells you their name is Kin and they look like a chick, so what? Their name is Ken. They want to be a dude? They're a dude. This is America. Nobody gives a fuck, man. Be yourself. Right? Respect other people's choices to be themselves. It's not up to you. If that's what they want to do and they're not hurting nobody, let that shit go. You understand? They tell you their name is Eric and clearly they look like a Sioux. Give a fuck. Hey, Eric, pleased to meet you. That's, that's easy enough. It's very simple. It's not hard to do, but uh, people, you know, like hold on to outmoded things and stuff. So, anyway, we're in Bo, Washington at the Dab Auction Benefit Party. And so they had like a. All the, all the glass blowers made crazy hand-blown glass derby race cars, like little tiny soapbox derby race cars, right? So there was one that looked like a truck. There was one that looked like uh, Snoopy and Woodstock floating. There were some Adventure Time ones. There was a giant Oscar Mayer-style sausage mobile. There was one that just looked like a pile of rocks, which was one of my favorite ones. It was hella cool. And they all had little wheels on them, and they had a little dab track uh dab track like a little rally car track. I think I I'll post one of those videos on Instagram. Um and they just raced cars, man. We just got stoned, did all kind of crazy dabs and ate good. We had the cupcakes, right? And then I had a really good lasagna uh which was delicious. And a nice salad. Because you gotta have a salad. Something for something reason if you have lasagna, you have to have salad. I don't know. I don't know why that is. But that's just how it goes. So uh so, man, I'm just saying, it was a good time. Everybody raced their hand, blade, hand blown glass derby cars. We smoked dabs and weed. Somebody gave me a bag of Updog. I traded out some of my, I brought some weed from California because, you know, I, I love to talk shit on Washington. You know, I do. Uh, but I got to say, the Updog, it's not Updog. Because <laughs> no one knows what's Updog. It was Underdog. I still have some. I'm going to smoke it as soon as I finish this. Smoke some Underdog and uh and some other things I traded out. I gave the dude some of my purple candy cane that I brought with me, and some of that uh, Tahoe nebula, which I love so much, and it's so delicious and You should all smoke it, come over, and we'll smoke some tahoe nebula and some and some purple candy cane, and what's left of my underdog? Well, I'll feel pretty good about it um and I just I man, I just had a good time. It was a beautiful day out on Samish Island. We rolled around, we walked on the beach we a good, we dabbed good, I was faded uh a f faded AF, and then that was it and then and then that was great so I, I'd like to thank all the good people of the state of Washington for for uh for showing me horse brutality, horse brutality. all we wanted to do was use your telephone, god damn it uh reasonable because but you've chosen it nor, brad, don't be ungrateful, ungrateful. I don't know how Rocky horror Picture Show gets in there, but it just happens sometimes things come to my mind unbidden, but not unwelcome if you understand what I mean. Okay, so uh, I got a little time off. I got a show tonight, which you're probably going to miss because this isn't going to come out until tomorrow. (laughs) And then we start gearing up for June. The High Times Cup is June 3rd and 4th. I'm trying to be there. I'm going to be at the Crawfest in Bend, Oregon, July 12th through the 13th or 14th. I'm doing a show on the 26th of May. I know we jump around. Time is not linear. I don't give a shit. Just listen up. Uh, the 26th of May, I'm going to be at the comedy spot with my boy, Robert Berry. And we're having, uh, he's doing a show specifically dedicated to uh, bad puns and bad jokes. So I've been working on some, I mean, you guys all know my classic. Friend of mine told me she was going to the free Macklemore concert. And I'm standing there like free Macklemore. I didn't even know he'd been arrested. Yes, I am at that. That's how I go. I just work, you know, listen. Uh, oh, I have some good news. Uh, I just signed on to write a movie. About how angry I get when I haven't eaten in a while. It's called When I Fast, I'm Furious. All right, so <laughs> you can follow me, NGAIO420, for almost all of your social media needs. Like I said, I'm on the Instagram and the Twitter most of all, but I do lurk on the Snapchat every once in a while. You can catch me on the Periscope. Um, I'm gonna thank Rick, my new engineer, for making me sound like a goddamn angel. We're going to thank Darren and everybody over at Cannabis Radio. We thank Stitcher, iTunes, Saturn Ranch, Chameleon Glass, you, your mom, your dad. Your mom and your dad or both your moms or both your dads. I don't give a shit. Your family. Family chosen or uh, biological and all that stuff. And thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next week right here.